Do the shoe podcast. Um, I'm your host, Shoe. We're back for a, another episode. You and me, the uh, the world's most sexual goddess. The, the Hindus actually worship me, um, but they, they're kind of mistaken about my um, divine nature. They, they believe that I have, you know, four arms and 16 penises, and it's, it's mistaken. I, do, I only have one penis. It's just that that one penis is as long as 16 human penises. Um, so that's really where the confusion kind of comes from. But uh, no, I just I just have one penis. I just want everyone to know. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of long, but other than that, it's uh, it's a normal penis. So uh, <laughs> do we always have to start the podcast with the fucking just the shit topics? Like yesterday was diary and farts and today it's peanut size well whatever this is those are the two main topics on my mind on daily basis so so how are you um i'm doing good it is a miracle that i mustered the willpower to get up today and press record and start another fucking podcast it's a mirror i would have my you know i'm not the type of person who persists and perseveres and you know tries to will themselves to achieve their goals in life like that's it's just an alien concept to me like for me it's you wake up in bed and then you rot there for the next 17 days that's my version of self-actualization so uh the fact that i got up walked two feet and then pressed record is it's such a miracle it could it could be in the bible you know like people would read and be like that that's that's bullshit that's can't be true man i mean we live in the modern age where science that's that's not true but it, it happened and now there is a second episode it it's only downhill from here it's um so today's main topic is going to be is killing animals for food wrong and we're going to be delving into it Uh, but before that i just wanted to note something that was it's been on my mind which is the uh the divine power of q-tips they feel so good Q-tips feel so fucking... I've just been addicted to them recently. It's um, If my hands are empty, then I'm, I'm automatically going to grab a Q-tip and thrust it in and out of my ear. It's really... It just feels so good. I don't know what it is. They're, they're actually not good for you. Like they're, they're medically bad for you. But I can't keep putting the cotton swab in and out and in and out of my ear hole it just feels so i don't want to promote it it's here here i i I actually looked up the risks of um using q-tips on wikipedia and uh 
Here's what it says. It's it, well, the, the general idea is that if you keep using it, not only could you rupture your eardrum, but also you could cause a you know a buildup of you basically. It, it's not good because you you. What happens is people use it to clean their ear, right? People use Q-tips to clean their ear, but like I'm fucking you know rolling around and like rubbing it against my uh, ear walls and shit, and I'm like trying to scrape shit out, and I've never gotten shit out of there. It's I either suck at cleaning my ear with Q-tips. Or I have the cleanest fucking years in the world. And it's probably the latter. I'm just a human being that does not produce waste. And if I've only taken two shits in my life, like I've never, I'm so, my existence is eco-friendly. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's it's just, uh, I'll, 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 you know, roll around in my ear. I'll, I'll push it in, but there's nothing that comes out because I'm probably whatever you know um earwax it's touching i'm probably fucking pushing it in further and creating a just the accumulation a gross accumulation of wax and what that does is is it's not good it's a here's what wikipedia says um it's called cerumen impaction a buildup or blockage uh of cerumen in the ear canal right this can cause pain hearing problems Ringing in the ear, dizziness, and chronic homosexuality. So it's really um, wait what? What was the uh, was it was the last one? I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I I think I misread that. I'll I'll just just, I'll just read again. So um, yeah. If if there's a blockage of earwax in the uh, ear canal, you can get pain, hearing problems, ringing the ear, dizziness. And chronic homosexuality. Okay, so that makes sense. So basically, um, wait, what? It's, I don't know what, why would it feel so good to put a stick in your ear? Is there an evolutionary reason? It's almost as if we used to grow up. Like human beings used to have Q-tips coming out of their ears. And they, at one point in evolution, like the human beings with Q-tips in their ears couldn't fuck. Or some shit. So they just didn't. They weren't the fittest to survive. But ever since then. We've just been like. Feeling this gaping void. In our ears. And we want to. Fill it with something. And that. Something is a Q-tip. So when I grab it. And put it in my ear. It's like it's. Oh this feels just right. You know it's. It's like how like. South America. And Africa. They're shaped so that they. You can tell that they actually used to fit together. But. Shit happened in history and they just slowly moved apart and became two separate continents. But, and that's me and the Q tip. And I've finally been able to reunite with my Africa. It just feels so good, man. I don't, I'm gonna end up going deaf and rupturing both my eardrums and. You know, not even if I don't go deaf, I'm just going to have so much earwax accumulating in there that I'm not going to be able to hear anything. But it feels so good. Is that bad? Like in this sad, sad world, you know, where misery is the norm and happiness is so elusive. Is it bad that I'm finding pleasure in the small things in life? Even if that small thing is a cotton swab. I don't know.
Why is it called a Q-tip, by the way? Q-tip? What, what's the Q stand for? Queer? Does, does putting Q-tips in my ears make me part of the LGBT community? Like, I identify as straight, but if I'm constantly thrusting Q-tips, and how long have I been talking about Q-tips? Holy fuck. I'm just so into it, you know? It's been the main part of my my life right now. I'm assuming the the feeling of having a girlfriend is equal to about three Q-tips. I'm assuming. I mean, there it's got to be somewhere around that, yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway, that's kind of the uh, the intro, and um, I guess let's get to the main topic. Smooth transition. Okay, so today's topic is killing animals, is killing animals for food wrong? That's the main question we're going to be talking about. So it's kind of a moral issue, so to speak. And I think some, you know, everyone's thought about it on some level. And so I thought I'd want to really uh, dissect uh, some of the big arguments or the arguments I find strong. And then finally come down to a conclusion, which is really, you know, which is more compelling. And it gets more philosophical, philosophical and... Uh, it gets trippier than you might think. It seems like a really overdone issue, but it's um, it's only well done. Um, <laughs> it's not uh, medium rare. So, um, yeah, first of all, though, uh, let me just go through the kind of logical or, or sorry, organizational structure of this podcast, because I feel that that's something I didn't do last time. And it's something I should do this time um, rather than just read a long essay, kind of like I did last time. At least you you want to know what the essay is going to be about and how it's going to be structured. Okay, so basically I'm going to have a, a quick note about factory farming and how I feel it's kind of irrelevant to the actual question of is killing uh, animals for food wrong. And then we're going to look at two arguments um, really quickly that kind of look at why it's okay to kill animals for food, why that's not uh, necessarily morally wrong, and kind of look at a couple objections to those arguments. And I'll look at um, the strong argument in my view for why killing animals is in fact wrong, why it is morally wrong. Do you hear the uh, siren in the background? I don't know if it's if you guys can hear it, but I can hear it. And um, it's very uh, relevant, isn't it? We're talking about animal death and a siren goes on isn't that sad though that we don't like a deer dies and we don't give a fuck there's no ambulance that comes and saves a deer if you run over a human being oh the ambulance will be on the way but a deer no is we we don't care it doesn't you know do anything for us it's kind of cute a few humans would fuck it um like, if there was a line to fuck a deer, I'd probably be fourth in line. But uh, but we just don't care. Anyways. Yeah, so, so we're, I'm going to give a strong argument for why uh, killing animals for food is, is actually wrong. And I'll give a strong objection to that. Why it, it, It's truly okay, it seems, to kill animals for, uh, kill animals for food. And then I'm going to dissect that argument. So it's going to be kind of going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but hopefully you'll be able to, uh, you know, follow along and uh, it won't be too confusing. I hope. It's the second episode. 
it's going to be a disaster. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me just note, though. I eat meat. I'm a meat eater. It tastes so good. You know, I can't... Um, it's like a... It's like Q-tips for your tongue. Like, meat is so good. And um, I hope that doesn't, you know, make you feel too biased against what I'm going to say. Because I hope you just imagine what I'm going to say as, you know, you could just read the arguments off a of paper and you don't know who wrote the arguments, whether that was a meat eater or a non-meat eater. And then we can, if you think my arguments are bullshit, you can, you know, look at the arguments themselves rather than, oh, it came from a meat-eating douche so i don't you know i don't care but that's uh, ad hominem basically hopefully you can you know call me stupid for my stupid arguments not just because i'm i like mcdonald's mcdonald's is so good by the way it's so i don't understand people who uh whose taste buds don't oh it's not for me it's so gross what the fuck is wrong with you it's fucking McDonald's. They're the global... They're an empire. McDonald's said if the chickens... You know, if the chickens, you know, could eat the chicken nuggets that, that they, you know, their bodies were made out of, that were made out of their bodies, they, they would be like, oh, it was, it was worth it. It was worth it for me to die. Because it's so damn good. They're, those nuggets are fucking bomb. <sighs> McDonald's is like it's, their mascot is a pedophile yeah it's Ronald McDonald that guy definitely has touched a couple kids like there's no doubt about it they have a pedophile as their mascot and they're still the largest fast food empire because the food is just so damn good that everybody you know everybody at the front you know door of McDonald's of a McDonald's restaurant sees that clown and thinks of Nambla, but they go in anyways because they're, they're like, oh, but that those fries, though, you know? It's just so good. Um, I don't understand people who don't like McDonald's. If you don't like McDonald's, you're kind of worthless as a human being. Not worthless, but worth less. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's get started, shall we? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's let's first off hit on the uh, kind of note I want to hit on, which is the factory farming. Yeah. Okay. There's no doubt, factory farming is a fucking disaster. It's so cruel. It's so barbaric. It's so inhumane. Yeah. What we do is that we we lock these animals in these tiny cages. They have no space. They can't. You know. Imagine standing all day in a little bathroom stall and you can't you can barely move you know you have to live in your own sleep in your own piss and shit and then they'll fucking chop off your tail or your body parts whenever and when they finally kill you it's not just oh let me let me tranquilize you really quick because it might hurt a little bit no 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 they fucking bludgeon they don't give a fuck it's like the fucking dark ages in those farms those factories. Yeah, even though saying the word farm sound it sounds so wrong. If a farm has like a, such a peaceful, idyllic, you know, vibe to it. And uh those places, that's Guantanamo Bay for pigs. 
is fucked up. So there's no doubt, in my view, that factory farming is a, a fucking disaster. Is clearly a systematic kind of, you know, uh, moral crime we inflict on these animals. They didn't do anything. They definitely don't deserve it. Um, but the fact that factory farming is wrong isn't itself an argument against killing animals for food. Like, let's say, let's just all agree that factory farming is fucked up and we can do better. But what we're going to look at is the assumption that these, these animals that are going to get, you know, killed and eaten eventually, that they're, let's say, happy cows, right? That they're born in an environment where they, they have plenty of good food, you know, other cows, tons of space, the nice farmers, and when they die, it's a painless death, right? You, it's whatever version of well-being or eudaimonia or flourishing or what, you know, whatever is the best kind of life for a cow, whether that's just all pleasure or maybe just the right amount of pain to challenge them to live a more, you know, live a richer life, whatever it is. Let's say that's the life that the cows get to live, right? We're imagining a happy cow. Is it then still wrong to kill them for food? That's kind of the uh, the question that we're going to be looking at here. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that way we can really get a why is it wrong to kill animals for food, right? It's not just the way we do it, but why is the simple the, the act itself of killing animals for food wrong? Okay, so we're going to start simple with a couple arguments for why it's okay to kill animals for food, why that's uh, morally justifiable. Okay, first of all, the argument goes, no, it's not wrong to kill animals for food. Why? Because animals and human beings are different. It's like, okay, fine. We can all agree that human beings probably shouldn't be killed for food. Like, that would probably be wrong, right? And why exactly is that? We'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but I think all of us can agree, just even on a gut intuitive level, that if, you know, your friend killed somebody because he was hungry, that's kind of fucked up. The uh, YouTube channel Wireless Philosophy kind of expands on this argument. But the idea is that, okay, fine, human beings killing them for food, that's wrong. But there is a fundamental difference between animals and human beings that makes it okay to kill, what, um, animals for food, but not human beings. There's some fundamental difference, some line we can draw between animals and human beings that makes it fucked up to kill uh, human beings for food, but it, it makes it morally justifiable to kill animals for food. Okay, so the question is, what is that line, right? What's that factor? What's that fundamental difference that makes it okay to kill a, another conscious being, really, right? For food. And the one raised most often is intelligence. Human beings, simply, but are, are, we are way smarter than animals. We've, you know, advanced technologies, we've built civilizations, um, developed all these philosophies and ideologies and ways of life. I mean, there is no question, right? Our IQs are higher than that of pigs. And the idea that this intelligence lends us a kind of special status. 
that it justifies us killing animals because on some level we are higher than them. But the problem goes, you know, but why exactly does intelligence lend us a a special status? Like, let's say there was a human being who's really, really, really fucking dumb, right? Like, really dumb. That human being would go on to become president of the United States. So, um, no, I'm just, I'm just the, the idea is, though, that, by the way, um, tangent really quick. This just reminded me of the, I remember watching or listening to something. Somebody was making a point about, like, how did Einstein feel when he was, you know, um, walking around in society. Like, he single-handedly revolutionized um, physics, right? Science. Like, everyone was like, what the fuck? I can't figure this out. And he just by himself was like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, this, 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 and that. Yeah, is that what you're looking for? And everybody was like, holy shit. Did, did Einstein just walk around and look at everyone and be like, oh, these are... I'm surrounded by dumbasses. Everyone is so stupid. Like, he's just out of everyone's league. You know what I mean? Nobody is in his league. Like, Kate Upton? Keep trying, bitch. Like, there's no... There's no way she's an equal of his, right? It's like, equals MC squared. You, uh... You might have heard of it. It's kind of a, kind of a big deal. Yeah, that, that was all me. That was me. I I, uh, I kind of came up with that. Revolutionary science. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. There is no equal to Einstein in this, you know, milky way. Like, he needs to be reincarnated and, and born into a, another galaxy. And in that universe, you know, people don't jerk off in the subway. Like, they are just smarter and more intelligent on, on every level. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's say that there's a human being who's really, 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 really fucking dumb. Like, as dumb as a pig. Just because that guy's so dumb. Doesn't make me want to go. I mean, he, you know. Can I kill him? Because he's stupid. You know, no, of course not. His dumbness does not make it okay to kill him, right? So it's kind of the idea of might makes right, right? Like, just because you're stronger, you know, that should mean that you, whatever you do is morally okay. Or you should be able to, uh, you know, uh, single-handedly shape the social order or whatever. No, of course not. And it's the same idea uh, applies here, right? Just because you're smarter... Sure, that, that's great, but uh, doesn't mean that that gives you the right to kill this dude. So fine, I guess intelligence is not the factor. Then is there a better factor? Well, some people say levels of consciousness, right? Okay, not intelligence, but come on. Our consciousness levels are clearly higher than that of animals. We experience emotion to a greater degree of complexity, right? The, the, the animals cannot experience. Obviously, these types of pain that we experience likely richer than that of, let's say, cows. And so, doesn't that make it okay then? Doesn't that show that we are different? 
Is it that bad then to kill an animal for food? Well, yeah. Because they still feel pain. They're still a conscious creature who has the will to live. And, and, and would rather avoid unnecessary suffering. Right? Like, let's say there was a human being who is really, really, really numb to shit. And is, you know, his pain sensitivity was really low. Still doesn't make it okay to kill him. Especially if you're just hungry. You know? So it, it, it seems to me that there, this argument isn't too strong. It kind of uh, fails to, uh, I don't know, have a kind of a strong logical standing or foundation, I guess, under greater scrutiny. Right? Like any line we draw between animals and human beings, it's going to be kind of arbitrary. Why? Because we ourselves are animals. Human beings are animals. Of course, it's going to be arbitrary. I'm not saying there aren't major differences between animals and human beings. I think our awareness of death, you know, the fact that we're aware that this is all going to end someday. It's probably something that we experience pretty uniquely and that most other animals do not. And that really changes our experience in this world. But... That's not the kind of difference I would say, oh, then then it's okay to kill the animal for food, right? There's no difference to me, fundamental difference that justifies um, killing animals for food when it's wrong to kill humans for food. So, okay. So then let's let's examine another, another argument for why killing animals for food is actually morally justifiable. And this one comes from the podcast Philosophize This with Stephen West, and I really highly recommend that podcast. It's so good. He puts, you know, all these complex theories by um, history's philosophers and uh, puts it in, you know, layman's terms and makes it so accessible and easy to digest that that's really a, it's free. You know, that's, so I would highly recommend you check him out. But anyways, so here goes the argument. It's okay to kill animals for food. It's morally justifiable. You know why? Because animals do it all the time. It's natural. Lions, for instance, they eat gazelle. Right? Cheetah eat deer. Fox News anchors eat shit. Like, it's just a natural part of the circle of life. It's called the food chain, right? We're at at the top of the food chain. We're gonna eat them. Like, just like, sorry. That's the ecological cyst. That's just how shit works. And suddenly... Just because, what, we feel a little bit guilty, we can't engage in the thing that's been done throughout, you know, our natural history? of No. If it's been allowed for animals, we don't look down on animals for doing it, then why can't we do it? Why suddenly, oh, when we do it, it's morally wrong? Well, there are a couple of reasons, in my view. The first one is the, 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 there's this naturalistic fallacy going on here, right? Um, that sounds pretentious. But the idea is that just because something's natural... It doesn't really give it that much more weight, right? Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's morally good or really desirable or something like that. Right? If you really think about it, everything is natural because it's part of the natural world. An iPhone is natural. And that also means shit like slavery, rape, genocide. All these, these things that we would call, you know, terrible, terrible uh, crimes, Against humanity, it's 
They're natural. So clearly, just because something's natural doesn't mean it's okay. But more importantly, here's the uh, here's I think I think I think the most important point to take in when it comes to this argument, which is that yes, lions eat gazelle, but lions are dumb as fuck. They don't know. They just are slaves to instinct. You know, a lion doesn't see a gazelle and go, wait, 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 wait a minute. I mean, I, I'm hungry right now and I want to eat him, but if I do that, Gazelle is, there's pain in his eyes. He's running away because he doesn't want to suffer. He wants to live the rest of his life, but I'm going to rob that of him if I eat him right now. So should I? I mean, maybe this is the natural order, but, but I'm not sure. It's It seems wrong for me to eat him. Like, no, no, that's none of that is going on in his head. It's He's just like the hunger, food. Now, that's probably as complex as it gets for him, right? At least when it comes to um, the decision-making behind eating that gazelle. Um, so the idea here is that lions are too stupid to know better. But we know better. And we do it anyway. That's the fucked up part. We know we can choose to stop killing them. Like, we know that we can survive without having to eat meat. Like, it's harder for sure. But we can do it. We're omnivores, right? We need plant-based shit. But we don't have to eat meat. But we do eat it anyways. Because it tastes good. Or it's a part of our cultures or traditions. Right? We know better. And yet we do it anyway. That's the difference here. So it doesn't seem to me that this idea that, oh, animals do it all the time. So isn't it okay for us to do it? No. It's not okay for us to do it because we are smarter, right? That's kind of where the difference starts to become important. We know better. We can do otherwise. Okay. So, okay, I've, I've debunked a couple arguments for why people think it's okay to kill animals for food. So, okay, then let's hear an argument for why it's ultimately wrong to kill animals for food well why 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 is it wrong then you can debunk all the arguments you want but why exactly is it morally wrong to kill them for food well this gets back to the point i was talking about which is why is it wrong to kill human beings for food then right you can say okay fine it's wrong because it violates their right to life sure i agree but it's kind of like why do we have that right to life in the first place. I mean, yeah, they're, they're inalienable, I guess. But they're social concepts, right? It's not like we're born, they're a part of our biology or something. We're just, we agree that this is something we should have. That this is a right we should protect. So, okay, why do we have that? Well, you know, it might be because death is painful. And we don't want to inflict unnecessary pain on a human being. But I don't know about that either. I mean, right? Because, because... We can imagine a painless death. I mean, euthanasia is starting to become legal in places, and there the death is very painless and it's peaceful. So why is it, like, let's imagine there's like a world, or or there's a button, right? And if I push the button, everybody dies in an instant. But it's a painless death, right? Nobody's going to realize it. They're not going to feel any of the pain. But if I push the button, everybody dies probably immoral for me to push that button why because we rob them of a future 
of course. We rob them of the potential to live a fulfilling or self-actualizing or flourishing life, right? We, we, we rob them of the chance to try again and just really live. We rob them of the chance to realize or continue a life worth living. That's why. It's immoral. That's why when, you know, people die prematurely or they have a tragic death, it's kind of, oh, he was so talented, you know? Well, Tamahara was going to be her first Broadway show. She had such an amazing, amazing podcast. Like, that's kind of the uh, amazing uh, idea, right? We, we see that they had a future and that was taken away from them. That's where the, um, the root of the moral crime is. Whatever shot the person had to experience human flourishing, it's lost forever. And the same applies to animals. Right? They're, they're conscious beings. And as we've established, there's no fundamental difference, at least one that matters here, between a human being and an animal. Because we're all just conscious. We all have this will to live. In fact, Schopenhauer said the will to life is is the most fundamental force in the world. We all have this will to live and we'd rather avoid pain, right? We have interests. Even in the dumbest creature, those interests are going to be there. So, ultimately, yeah, yeah. It's wrong to kill animals for food because we rob them of the future unfairly without their consent. The chance for that happy cow to continue to live as a happy cow. Yeah, it's kind of hard to not to eat me, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a bit of a struggle. But for us, the cost is going to be fuck, I can't eat chicken nuggets. For the chicken, it's his entire fucking life. So I don't see how that makes it morally justifiable then to eat animals for food. Okay, so we went over some, uh, some you know, relatively, I would say, not, not super strong arguments for uh, why it's okay to uh, kill animals for food. And uh, then we went for what I think is a pretty good argument Uh arguing that it's morally wrong to kill animals for food. Okay, and now we're going to look at kind of the final big argument of this podcast, which is um, an argument um, for uh, stating that it's morally justifiable to kill animals for food. And we're going to dissect that argument and see if it really holds up under uh, further scrutiny. Okay, so I heard this argument made by... Brett Weinstein, and uh, it was really thought-provoking to me, and it starts going down this kind of philosophical um, rabbit hole. That sounds negative, but I mean, it, it gets real trippy. It becomes a bit of a mindfuck, so um, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I think it's an argument that tries to protect animal well-being, and the conclusion it comes to that it's actually better for us to keep killing animals for food. So here's the way the argument goes. Yeah, it's okay to kill animals for food. It's morally justifiable. Why? Because if we stop eating the animals that we currently eat, those animals may go extinct. 
let's just say, like, let's say we all stop eating cows, right? The, the whole earth just decides we all collectively, you know, our conscience begins to speak and we all decide, okay, it's fucked up to eat these animals. Let's all give it up. So we all stop eating cows, beef, right? Well, if we all stop eating beef, the demand for beef for cows is going to plummet. So the market for cows effectively vanishes, and that obviously is going to make the supply of cows go down, right? There's no more um, market incentive for farmers to keep on raising uh, cows. Why would they? I mean, they're they're not going to get bought in, and they're not going to make any money off of it. So there's no real reason for them to keep putting in the uh, time and money to raise these cows. Okay, so then does that mean they'll go extinct necessarily? Probably. Why will be because species go extinct all the fucking time, right? They they go extinct, and why? Because we don't give a fuck about them. We build shit, and we've we've developed all these societies, and it's it's all cool. But we don't really give a crap about the animals that get harmed in the process. And as as a result, we see tons of species just gone. Wiped out from the planet. Just naturally, you know. So, so the cool thing about this argument is that the, 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 there's an ironic thing here, right? The irony is that by not eating cows, we may end up in a world where no cows exist at all. And I think that's a pretty compelling argument. But then, okay, you may say, come on, they don't have to go completely extinct, right? Have you heard of sanctuary farms? Sanctuary farms, I didn't know about this concept, but essentially these kind of, we can imagine farms being there just for the sake of protecting uh, these animals, right? I don't know if it'd be run by a nonprofit or the government or some environmental organization, but, but we, we can imagine that there would be these sanctuary farms creating an ideal environment for animals that would have just been farm animals. Okay, fine. Let's say... We should have, you know, the government should fund uh, these sanctuary farms. They, they should exist. And so we should, the cows will not go extinct with the market for um, beef vanishing. Well, yeah, okay, that's all good. But uh, even with sanctuary farms, the cow population is still going to dwindle significantly, right? The cows that would have existed and lived a happy life. Remember, we're talking about happy cows here. Those we're effectively robbing them of the chance to ever have gone to live that happy life. So is this really the right thing to do? The, the central question here is, how worth it is it to be a happy, ha- a happy cow who's eventually going to get murdered? Right? Is it really worth it to have existed as a cow who will eventually be killed? than to not have existed at all. Like, that's really the central question here, right? And this is where shit really starts to get trippy. Because it seems like uh, if we raised a cow who was just, and you know, destined to get killed, even if it's a happy cow, it seems intuitively wrong. But if that's the only way the cow could have existed... If that's the only life it could have been afforded, and that life was still worth living, right? It's a happy cow. Then isn't it actually the best thing we could do for that cow to afford them that life, the chance to live that happy life, even if it ends in murder? Here's an example to illustrate the kind of moral quandary that uh, 
this argument illustrates or brings up. It's based on um, the non-identity problem. It's a, there's this slave child thought experiment. They've kind of a, a changed a little bit so that it matches our, um, you know, eating animals um, situation here. But it it's one that's really puzzling for philosophers even. So, you know, like pro-philosophers. So here, here is the kind of the thought experiment, how it goes. Let's say there's a married couple, right? And this married couple, they don't have kids. They enter into a contract with some other rich guy, like a rich man. Okay, so we have three people, a married couple, and they enter into a contract with uh, a rich man. Two and one, yeah? Three. Okay. So that contract is for, I don't know, let's say like 100, 100K, right? The rich man will pay them 100K if the couple will have a baby and then a birth, you know, transfer that baby to that rich man. So let's just call this baby Jimmy, right? Under the contract, um, he'll pay them like a fucking huge amount of money. In exchange, they'll uh, have a baby and give that baby, send it off to the rich guy. Okay, and then this rich guy will raise Jimmy in in his own little nursing home. Let's say he has a a nursing center, his own little uh, private little nursing center. And it's fucking state of the art. It's the best. It's like a baby's dream. Okay, it's got the fucking softest diapers. It's got the best, you know, tastiest baby food. There's there's other awesome babies for it to, you know, socialize with. It's <laughs> him, Jimmy, for Jimmy to socialize with. You know, the, the, the hottest nurses, like everything that that baby could ask for is there. That baby, Jimmy's going to be happy. But after a couple of years or so in Jimmy's life, the rich man is going to get Jimmy going to grab him and kill him. And then the death is going to be painless. It's going to be a painless death, but uh, but he will kill him. And the rich man, now having, you know, Jimmy's dead body, going to roast him, slather some sauce on him, and eat him. The con- The couple knows that this is going to happen, right? That's part of the contract. It's one of the terms, so to speak, of the contract, and they decide to go forward with this contract. Is that fucked up? I think intuitively, most of us would say yes, right? Like, imagine if this came out in the news, right? The news story was a couple, you know, signs a contract, sends it off to a rich dude, and that dude raises it and kills it and eats the baby. That that, that sounds really fucked up. There would be a moral, you know, uproar. Um, a moral panic, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. We'd be, like, rightly pissed, I think. But then you got to think about it a little bit further and think, but are we really harming Jimmy by allowing this? Is it really, is the couple really, like, harming Jimmy by signing this contract? With the rich dude and giving Jimmy a life where in a couple of years, years he'll be killed, murdered, and eaten. Well, you may say, you know, the couple could have decided not to enter the contract, right? They could have decided, hey, let's not enter the contract and still have a baby. Okay, sure, you're right, you're right. You know, that baby would not probably not get devoured. 
But if the couple had a baby that wasn't under the contract, the timing and circumstances of that baby's, you know, conception and birth would have been very likely totally different, right? Maybe without the um, money coming in immediately, the couple would have taken their time, you know, had dif- had sex at a different time. Uh, the, the conditions would likely have been completely different. A different sperm cell, right? Probably fusing with a different egg cell. And so what you're going to get at the end of that timeline, it, it, it's a baby. It's the couple's baby, but it's not Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't exist in that world. By doing that, they've robbed Jimmy of the chance to live a happy life. Okay, okay, then you just go, like, fine, fine. So then, you know, the couple decided, you know, if the couple decided to have a uh, bear baby under this contract, the uh, uh, under uh, without the contract, right? Uh, the resulting baby would very likely just not be Jimmy. Fine. But the couple could have decided just not to bear any children at all. Yeah, but I think it's pretty obvious here now that the, if they just didn't sign the contract, if they didn't and and didn't have the baby, then the, the, the Jimmy's in this case also not going to have existed, right? Once again, we've kind of robbed him of the opportunity to live what is going to be a happy life, right? Under good conditions in that you know nursing center uh, with all the you know the hot nurses and the cute babies. And uh, the fucking warmest, comfiest, you know, diapers. He's not going to get to experience any of that. It's hard to argue with that by signing the contract and bringing Jimmy into what is, you know, clearly a flawed existence. And he's going to get killed and eaten by the end. It's hard to argue that that. By doing that, that the couple is harming Jimmy. Like, yeah, it's, it's a flawed existence for sure. One that ends in murder and cannibalism. Like, I, I can't celebrate it. But Jimmy's happy and fulfilled. And it's a life worth living. And it's one life that probably he could not have experienced any other way. It was better for him to have lived this life, right? Yeah, it ends in murder, but still worth living, right? Better to have uh to have him live this life than to not have lived at all. So he's not made worse off by this contract. In fact, his well-being is actually maximized by the cop couple agreeing on this contract and pushing a baby out and having a, giving him a life even though he gets eaten at the end. And the same goes for the happy cows. This is where the parallel between the thought experiment and the happy cows, I mean, you, as you could probably assume, uh, comes in. Like Jimmy the baby... The happy cow leads a largely happy life under good conditions with a painless death, right? And like Jimmy, the cow's life ends by way of murder. You know, with its dead body consumed by another human being for, you know, that human being's pleasure. And like Jimmy, the cow would likely only have been born under the condition that it's going to be killed and eaten, right? If the rich man decides, nope, I'm not going to uh, do, uh, do the contract anymore. If we decide, no, we're not going to eat cows anymore. Well, then the cow, you know, Jimmy's chance to live that happy life. The cow's chance to live that happy life is gone. The central idea here is that by not eating cows, we are essentially robbing them of the opportunity to live a happy life worth living. So, yeah, maybe these farm animals animals won't go extinct, but their num- numbers are going to drop rapidly. You know, that means fewer happy, 
conscious beings in existence. You know, they, they, they had the chance to live a happy life. And we were like, no, we're not because we felt that it's wrong. We're going to be vegetarian now. And now they don't get to live that life. Is that really good? Maybe at the end, it actually is morally justifiable to kill animals for food. Because there's no other way to afford that cow a, a life worth living. I would disagree. I would say ultimately, no, no, no. It is unethical to kill animals for food. Why? I mean, didn't we, didn't we just establish that this is really the only way that the cow could have experienced um, a life worth living? Uh, what are we going to do? Just rob it entirely of the chance to live that happy life? Well, my thing is that as, fel- as, as compelling as I find the whole... Um, slave child thought experiment, right? This whole non-identity issue that we're talking about. As compelling as that problem is, it ultimately hinges on the logical fallacy. You know, I didn't come up with this on my own. It was on the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy and uh, on their entry on the non-identity problem. And it really sheds light on a core problem with this moral quandary. So here's how it goes. Earlier, I contended that that Jimmy could have only have been born, right? He could have only been born under the circumstances of having that fucked up contract, right? The idea is that no contract, no Jimmy. I'm saying like, yeah, it's a flawed existence for sure. You know, he's got to get killed and eaten. But there was no other way for Jimmy to have existed. So we're not harming him. It was actually better for the couple to do that than to not have done that at all. Now, the rebuttal to that was, of course, but the couple could have decided to not enter the contract and still have a baby. And then the rebuttal to that was, well, 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 yeah, you can say that. But if the couple had a baby that wasn't under the contract, timing, circumstances, the timetable would have all been very different, right? And so, you know, the same sperm cell and same egg cell, the chances that they would, you know, fuse and unite and create uh, the same exact, uh, that baby being Jimmy, very unlikely, And therefore, you know, the baby produced would probably be an entirely different entity than Jimmy. But here's the thing, and I I think I've started to kind of make it obvious by now. I say if the couple chose to have a baby without a contract, the timetable and conditions would very likely have been different than those of the baby under a contract, right? Like it's very likely, but not definite. I mean, it's entirely possible, right, for the couple to not have decided to enter that contract. They're like, you know what, fuck it, this is immoral, we're not going to do this. And yet, they would, under that timeline, still, you know, fuck at the same exact millisecond, and he, the guy ejaculates at the exact same millisecond, the sperm fucking, you know, the semen covers the vaginal walls in the same exact way and the exact same sperm cell that would have been Jimmy's sperm cell under the uh, scenario in which the contract was signed, right? That exact same sperm cell hits the, uh, the exact same egg cell and, you know, whatever, at the right angle and everything. It's all the, the exact same timetable and conditions. And we can imagine that, you know, under that world, in that world, Jimmy being born. The ba- the same baby that would have been born um, if they had signed that contract. It is actually possible, 
right, for the same timetable and conditions to be met. That is, it is actually possible for Jimmy to have eaten or to have been born in a world where he would not be killed in Eden. It is possible. Now, you might say, fine. But it's really unlikely, dude. So unlikely. It's super unlikely that the timetables would match up exactly. And that, you know, Jimmy would have born either way. It's really unlikely, for sure. But not impossible. It probably wouldn't happen. But it could. And that makes all the difference. Because that means that Jimmy, because he could have been born, even if the contract had not been signed, he, you know, he, still, he still could have existed. The fact that he could have means that Jimmy is made worse off, right? He is harmed by the married couple, by his parents, condemning him to a life where he gets fucking murdered and eaten because he could have lived in a world where they decided not to shake hands with the fucking, you know, douchebag cannibal, right? They, 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 he could have had that life, however slight, you know, the chances of that happening may have been. You know, Stanford Encyclopedia of uh, Philosophy puts it like this. The fact that there is no metaphysical obstacle, right, in the way of Jimmy being born without the contract shows that Jimmy is harmed. And therefore, it is unethical to, uh, 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 to subjugate Jimmy to a life where he is born to become a rich cunt's dinner. I think that's, I think that really gets at the heart of it. And you can say the same for the happy cows. For sure, it's unlikely that these farmers would have, you know, gone and raised these cows without the demand for beef existing, right? The, 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 the fact that they would take the time and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a fucking good human being. I, I don't care about you fuckers not eating this, these cows. I'm, I'm going to raise them anyway because I love them. They deserve to live there. I'm just, I don't even, I'm not going to do it for the money. I might even lose money, but I'm going to raise these cows and let them live their lives. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Probably as soon as the money incentive's gone, most farmers are going to fucking bounce. Right? That, that is probably what's going to be the, the, uh, the situation. But we can imagine a world where the farmer goes ahead and does that selfless act, right? There is a possible world where, you know, let's say cow A, who was, was going to be born uh, in a world where... Uh, where um you know where where he's a farm animal and gets killed and eaten that cow a that same cow a we can imagine a world where that came cow a can be born in a world where it won't get eaten where it doesn't have to get killed and eaten where the farmer just decides you know what fuck it i'm gonna raise you and lets it live its its happy uh fulfilling life until it's a natural end right let it die a peaceful and natural death so cow A and all the other happy cows and all the other farm animals are harmed when we kill them for food. Because things could have been better for them. Right? Ultimately, it's the best that the farmers could have done for the cows that, that really matters here. And I feel like that really illustrates, you know, gets at the core of why it's ultimately wrong to kill animals for food. It seems as though that this is the only way this cow could have lived. And, and then by eating them for food or killing them for food uh, or by eating them and creating that demand uh, for beef, yeah, they're going to get killed for food, but we give them the chance to live. But no, they could have lived otherwise. 
yes, the chances are slim of the exact same cows being uh, created, but also the, the chances that this specific Jimmy or the specific cow A would be born in this uh, world where uh, we kill animals for food uh, being born. That, that possibility is just as slim. So ultimately, it seems to me when, when I look at this uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, things could have been better for these cows who are going to get slaughtered and eaten. We could have afforded them that life, that future. So the idea that they couldn't have been born any other way, it, it depends on a kind of, you know, fallacious argument. So it is unethical to raise cows who are condemned to a life that ends in murder for the sole pleasure of human beings. Right? I, I hope I did a you know, decent job, at least, of uh, trying to get at both sides, because I really want to explore and see, because the, most of the world eats meat. If you don't eat meat, you're in the minority. And yet yeah, there's, you know, a growing movement towards veganism, vegetarianism, which suggests, suggests that there's something there. I mean, maybe a lot of it has to do with health benefits, but there's more than that, right? I think there's a moral dimension to it. And so are they right or are they wrong? And it seems to me, ultimately, is it morally wrong to kill animals for food? Yes. It is morally wrong to kill animals for food. It's fucked up. It's murder. Much like, you know, the way we, we rob human beings of a future, if we did that to them, same for animals. They're conscious creatures just like us. And so they don't deserve to have their life unjustly, you know, ended without their consent so that we can satiate our hunger. Now, there is kind of a, uh, at the end of this, a little bit of a, I, th I feel, by the way, as I'm speaking, I, my, my, do you do that, like that sound of me licking my mouth, the insides of my mouth is kind of, maybe I'm too close to the mic. Is, is this better? I don't know. Whatever. This is uh, the price you pay for playing this podcast. So. <laughs> there is hope at the end of the tunnel, which is that right now scientists and uh, you know entrepreneurs are working on a solution called clean meat, cultured meat, lab-grown meat, right? Meat that we, we can just use. It's almost like stem cells. I don't, maybe it is stem cells. I don't know the fucking science behind it. But it's in our very near future where we can just... Uh, without harming any animals, uh, use the DNA or cells or whatever of uh, animals to grow them in a lab. And so what we have is no animal gets hurt in the process. And yet we also get to enjoy the taste of meat. Right? And in the beginning, it won't, it won't be uh, accessible to most people. It's probably just for the very rich. But as the technology progresses and get, becomes cheaper and more accessible, eventually it, it may even become the norm. So I think that's where really the hope is. You don't have to feel like, uh, oh, so I can't ever meet, eat meat ever again unless I do something unethical. No, no, no. no. There, there, there's a future there. But for now, it seems if you want to be a good moral citizen, you know, morally righteous uh, citizen, yeah, you should stop eating meat. With that said, I'm not, I'm still going to eat meat. Right, I, I went through all these arguments and I ultimately came to the conclusion like, yeah, it's fucked up, but I can't help it. And you know what? There's no immediate social cost 
to me eating meat. One day it is going to be seen as fucked up and as barbaric as we view like slavery. Like slavery was just a fucking normal thing. And, we, you know, it, it's still normal to this day. But most of us can look at it and be like, what the fuck? But before it was just, you know, yeah, yeah, I have a couple of slaves at home. Yeah, my slaves are doing the dishes for me. It, it, that's fucked up. And we can't even believe that But that's what's going to be the case the future um, when people look back at us and how normal it was how little we thought about what we were doing to animals when we were eating meat and killing animals taking their lives away for food but yeah there's right now it's it's too accepted right and there's not enough critical thinking about it so we just it's, it's actually kind of weird if you don't eat meat right especially I mean maybe if you're in LA then you know veganism is the norm but um yeah there's just no social cost so we don't have to come face to face with the kind of you know morally irresponsible behavior we're engaging in but yeah that's kind of my uh psa about animal welfare and um i hope you enjoyed it I'm I'm hoping the next podcast won't be as um, uh, won't be a, about morality so much. Maybe the next next podcast I might do it every other every other week. I'll have one about the moral dimensions of things, and the other one will be more emotional or psychological. You know, talking about what goes on in our hearts. Um, but yeah, that kind of is it for me for the most part. Um, there, I do feel that, you know, reflecting on it just really quick right now, I was a little more, I was, I feel I was messier. I just get this wave, this fucking, you know, wave of shame crashing into my psyche as, as the podcast ends. And then I, there's just, I hate everything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's life for Hey, mentally ill human being. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that PSA. That, this PSA was brought to you by PETA. Um, <laughs> you might recognize me from, you know, the ad I did for PETA where I was uh, stripped completely naked. Um, yeah, I just want you to know that uh, when I show you my boobs, it's for animal rights. That's That's all it's for. And, you know, if you tell me I have a really hot body, that's just that's just a side effect, okay? That's just a nice, like, little byproduct, a little nice plus, but it's uh, mostly for animal rights, okay? That's why I squat, for animal rights. Okay. I'm gonna go eat some chicken nuggets now. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I will see you guys sooner or later. Let's see if there's an episode three, if I actually muster the willpower to get out of bed tomorrow and live life. Okay. Or next week. I'm, you know, my brain is shutting down now. So, uh, bye. Love you.